All right. Hello, everyone. This is Jenny Heckman here. And today on Jenny's Tattletales, Je I, I always do this. Hello, everyone. This is Jenny Heckman. And today on Jenny's Tattletales, Andrea and I both have the wonderful Dan Rice. And he uh, writes YA urban fantasy. So we do a lot of fantasy on our Tattletales, but we don't do a ton of YA. And I'm, I love YA. Love it. So I'm excited to talk with him. And uh, he writes under the series name of the Allison Lee Chronicles. And today we're going to be talking about the book Dragons Walk Among Us. It's kind of Game of Thrones-ish, sounds like, but I'm going to ask him about that. So welcome, Dan. And how are you today? I'm great. How are you? Good. Really good. Okay, so you got to tell us a little bit about this book, uh, Dragon Dragons Walk Among sure. Us. Yeah, so here's the, the print copy of it. But uh, so it's about the uh, the, the main character is Allison Lee. So then it's a uh, first person YA. So it's um, you know it's her story. So I mean the she's um, a biracial girl growing up in Seattle. You know, so I'm from the Pacific Northwest. Nice. And anyway. Kind of, sort of the inciting incident is she gets um, she gets uh, ridiculed by one of her peers there at a school event type event, and so from that we kind of get some insight into her and we get sort of a, a little bit of backstory about her mother who hasn't been involved in her life at all. She doesn't even she's never met her mother, and sort of the story unfolds. Um, where she eventually, she ends up being attacked by someone on a uh, university campus up there. I, I call it Tahoma University. And after um, the, that, she ends up blind. She like gets hit on the head and wakes up blind you know, in, in the hospital. So she's an avid photographer like I am. So she's quite devastated, like her dreams to be a photojournalist or whatever. And she gets offered to um, undergo experimental procedure to have her eyes removed and get like prosthetic eyes. Oh. So that, so then that um, ends up working out. And then that sort of opens up the whole uh, new world to her that she didn't know existed. And then that's where, you know, the, the dragons and other um, aspects of the um, story comes in. And she kind of learns about her mother and um, her own, uh, her own, um, how should I put it? Her, her own supernatural background. Oh. So, She's not a dragon, but she is a uh, she has a, another kind of supernatural entity. And then you know it kind of goes through um, meeting the dragons, being imprisoned by them, and then kind of figuring out that well they're not evil per se; they're just you know different entities with their own um, uh, agendas that aren't necessarily you know correspond with a high school girl. Yeah. And where, when is this, is this like set, is it supposed to be set back in time and forward in time? Uh, I mean, contemporary, but I mean, I don't have any of the, I kind of leave out all the stuff that 
you know, going on in quote unquote real life right now. Okay. But, but yeah, I'd say it's contemporary, you know, they're um, modern day uh, Seattle. Okay. Okay. They visit other areas around, you know, Mount Rainier. Okay. And I, I guess I have to ask are the dragons visible then, or are they, do we just, we live amongst dragons in this time, or is it? Um... Uh, so they're in, they're, they're not, they're not visible. So, so that's where the prosthetics come in. She's that those through that and then her, uh, her supernatural heritage that then she can see them and there's, oh, I see. But they're like living, they're like hiding out on earth essentially. And there's a handful of them and they, uh, you know, they just, they live regular lives. They have like, um, golems you know that kind of walk around and then they uh and then the dragon sort of invisibly sort of is attached to this golem thing it moves around and down down a quote-unquote ordinary life as whatever and then she can see them and then you know they figure out that she can see them and then that sort of great imagination i love that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what um what is the hardest or most unusual or interesting part of story for uh, for the research of this story um what did you have the most fun kind of or interesting or hard what 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 was what was that for you in terms of the research um so the research or did well, you do research was it I just mean, I, did, I did some research to try to um, you know, I guess, you know, fact check things like to make sure I like when I was like describing um, sort of different parts of Seattle, I kind of do a little bit of fact checking and kind of look, look, okay. Yeah. Do the street names seem reasonable? You know, I mean, if I'm like, I might still make up some street names, but if I'm saying it's in this general area, if there's a main drag through there, I mean, and then um, I want them to be in a warehouse, well, then it's this area kind of like, yeah. You, you kind of hear that scene really as industrial um, would be expected. So, stuff like that, I researched it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that I did a ton. I, I did do research to like, um, you know, looking around at different locations that uh, I ended up, you know, composite of real and just imaginary, but just to make sure that it kind of looked, you know, I, what I was describing seemed you know, reasonable. You were in the industrial area versus downtown Seattle yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Uh, you are a very visual guy. You, you're, you also love doing photography, and uh, that's something that actually we share. I, I love doing photography as well. Um, when it comes to things that are graphic, like the covers and things like that, do you have a couple of favorite covers of all time that are not your own, but do you have like a couple of covers that you just went, oh, wow, that, that's really cool? Um, well, like the cover of all time. Well, I, uh, you know, probably when I'm thinking about, there was recently a cover for, um, 
think it's Serafina by Rachel Hartman. One of her oh. new covers was kind of cool. It was like a uh, sort of a, I think it was like a, you know, sort of a silhouette of a girl's head. And then the background was maybe sort of a Victorian city. And then I, oh. and I think, I can't, don't remember if there was a, somehow there was a dragon element in it. Now, I don't remember exactly where it was in that one, but I remember seeing that cover and thinking, oh, that's, that was really cool. That's pretty cool. Do you, use any, do you use any of your photographs in uh, any of the covers for your books? Uh, no, I mean, this is just whatever the uh, Wild Rose came up with. Yeah. I'm familiar with the cover, um, cover information sheet or whatever that. Yeah. That and you had Debbie Taylor as your cover artist, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I have her too. She does my covers as well, and and she's so talented. I, I really, very, I, I really, very happy. I, was, I wasn't sure what to expect, and I was right. <laughs> Especially when someone's telling you that you have to use their cover artist, you're kind of like, oh, but I really have an idea of what I want. And then you know, the really great thing about Wild Roses that they do, uh, especially with cover artists, they do really take your input and they translate it into these amazing things. So um, yeah, she's really talented. I, I really like her. So when it comes to writing, do you, it, do you have a great support system in terms of your writing? Do you kind of do it on your own? Uh, who's, who's the biggest support in your, in your life on your writing? I know. Um, so I'm part of the, uh, Puget Sound Writers Guild so ah. critique group in the area. Are so, you part of yeah, no. they're um, a smaller one. They used to, I, I think it used to be associated many years ago with maybe Western Washington writers or something, which I don't even know if that exists anymore. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. I, I seem to remember something about them early on I don't I haven't heard anything about them recently but, uh, yeah, so but think, uh, how do you do with the critique group do you like working with critique groups and are they helpful to you um yeah I mean I, I like it, it yeah good I mean uh the you know they have pretty much a set format they follow and I guess supposedly it's based on Iowa Iowa's Iowa Iowa writers workshop or something so they kind oh. of formula be I think the only difference might I mean so basically you just show up you know read whatever you know your scene or whatever and then they critique it ah. so they have a I mean they it's not as stringent as it used to be they even had like a, you had to go through a little critiquing class and writing ah. class thing to uh, um, you know be part of it so they that I think it does. I think it's useful. Yeah, yeah. I've always been interested in those. I haven't. I've never done one, but I've always been really interested in in uh, the benefit that people seem to get from them. And uh, I mean, you get kind of that instant uh, connection, that instant um, information back to you, whether or not this is if you're on the right track or not. That's kind of that would be very helpful, I would think. Yeah, yeah. it does help here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think I, I had this start before I even, uh, you know, 
uh, talked with you and stuff, and I, I said, if writing was your first passion, what would be your second? And I think I know the answer, but oh. but what what would be your if if writing is your first passion, what is your second passion? Oh yeah, probably probably photography. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is fun, right? I mean, you can tra yep. you can you can get that snapshot in time. That's the thing I love about photography is you 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 see a memory and you happen to capture it and. And then, you know, that's, it's a snapshot in time, right? So it's, it's, it's cool or a snapshot in nature or, you know, whatever it is. It's just, it's to be able to capture that and keep it in your pocket. And I think I, I think it was um, Diana Gabaldon's Outlander book where, uh, I don't know if you've read those, but where the woman goes back in time when photographs didn't exist and she brings back pictures of this man's daughter and he's just like, it's magic. You know, he's just like, oh my gosh, what is this? You know, and he's trying to figure it out. And that's the wonder of it, right? Just yeah. being able to capture that. And it, it's crazy now with like the Facebook and you put some picture on there and then all of a sudden they, they pop it up and you're like, Oh yeah, that that they look like that. Yeah. Well, digital, digital has taken it at a whole different level. I mean, I was reading what you said about you know the chemicals in the dark room and the whole you know the mess and the smell and the I mean just everything. And now it's just so simple if you shoot in yeah. raw. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, uh, so when you are, because it sounds like you're a very visual kind of person, I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but it sounds like you are. Um, when you are envisioning your characters, how do you create them? Do you storyboard? Do you just have the pictures in your mind? Do you write them out? What, what, uh, how do you envision your characters and how do you bring them to life? Um, as far as envisioning the characters, I, yeah, I don't really, I don't, storyboard them per se. I mean, I, I can't really draw or anything. So I just sort of, um, so you want them to stand out a little bit, you know, usually physically. So I don't, so I typically will try, you know, just, I kind of think like sometimes, you know, like I think it's some of Stephen King's stuff, you know, usually his, he has something about even the minor characters that jump out at you. So you kind of remember them, whether they're really important or not it's like yeah oh, I sort of remember that so I, mean, I don't know if I'm going for that necessarily but you know like you know um so Allison Lee like well ha she has at least in in this one she has um forest green her, she dyes her hair forest green so then that's an oh. easy thing to kind of remember um and then uh so I don't I don't really describe what they look like per se more than like, you know, forest green hair and kind of, so that's sort of the standout thing. And then, um, you know, describe their clo clothing some. Yeah. And then, so then like her, fr her friends, so they get described quite a bit. Um, like her friend Dahlia has pink hair, hair and then a nose ring, so that, and then, and then she's very diminutive. So she's even smaller than Allison. So I mean, that's another thing. Um, then their friend, um, Haji, he's just described as kind of being gangly and um, clumsy. Yeah. That, so I go that far, but then, you know, I just kind of, and then figuring out ways, you know, like, 
you know, if they're going to run or something, you know, well, oh, Haji has a, you know, he has a clumsy gait or what, you know, just yeah. playing off, off that thing without going into too much um, detail. Yeah. And then the other characters are maybe, um, you think her, her one of her rivals is this girl Leslie, who is extremely tall and athletic, you know, which is in contrast to the, to the rest of the stuff like that. Yeah. So you're, you kind of let your, your reader kind of make up their own mind about and cre use their own creativity to kind of flesh out yeah. whatever, what, however you start it and stuff. That's, that's a nice way to do it. Yeah, I think I probably spent more time, as far as like describing the, probably spent more in like the detailed description on like the dragons and the different things like that. Yeah. Uh, opposed to the, um, the uh, more human, human characters, I guess. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, so when you were writing, do you, uh, what kind of a space do you, do, is this your office? Do you typically write in your office? Do you like outdoors? Uh, uh, what, what's your setup for writing? Oh, just in here. Because I, I dictate most of the writing, so it's oh. relatively quiet or it gives me more more fits than yeah. otherwise. So I yeah, in here in the morning usually before the um, the boys get up. Ah. Uh. Because once they're up, they make their presence felt. So. <laughs> How old are your boys? Uh one is ten. I always uh. want to say nine, the other one's six. Oh. <laughs> both extreme. Well, one's jealous of the other, and they're both they're both both roughnecks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah, those are great ages. Okay, so I guess my last question would be, what would you most like to say to the readers out there? Oh, <clears throat> well, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the, y, the YA readers, especially the, you know, the, um, I think especially the YA readers who are adolescents, you know, the young adult group, I think they'll enjoy the book. I mean, um, I think, you know, I think the, you know, I think it's, I think a lot of the stuff, you know, it kind of has sort of the coming of age theme and it has and it comments on some of the, um, you know, at least tangentially, I think, on some of the social issues that that group sort of interested in and that they talk about and they kind of worry about the anxieties and stuff. And yeah. so I, I think that group, age group would, would, uh, you know, the, the true young adult age group would enjoy it quite a bit. Um, How old is your main character? She is 16. 16, okay. So my my older son did read the book and he liked it a lot. So I, ah. I, I, I mean, he's a little bit young for it, but he was able to read it and he surprisingly said he liked it. He usually didn't like anything that is... <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think it was the Kirkus review. They, they, I, I got a really nice review from them, and sort of Good. their tagline was a, uh, it was a, oh gosh, now, now I have to remember what what they said exactly. It was, they said a uh, inspirational and socially relevant fantasy. Oh, so, very nice. That's why I think the younger, I think that why the younger group would, would like it, you know, that I think they have stuff that they'd 
you know, identifiable. Oh, I love it. What a great, what a great adventure. That's, that's wonderful. Congratulations yeah, on the book. Yeah, and... adventure. Lots yeah. Of, you know, that, that, that's kind of stuff I, you know, they say like, you know, write, write what you know, or write, write what you enjoy or whatever. So it has adventure because that's always what I typically enjoy in looking mostly. Yeah. Yeah. And then has kind of that, that other attachment of photography, which is something that you know something about. So it does give yeah. that, it lends that, that air of uh, authority to it. Right. And authenticity. So that's yeah, cool. Yeah. I mean, I hope so anyway. I hope it adds a little bit. You know, yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to just say thank you. Um, it, thank you so much for coming on. And if you'd like to know more about Dan and his work, uh, you can go to dansci-fi.com uh, uh, or you can go on to Jenny's Tattletales. He's done a wonderful guest blog on Jenny's Tattletales. And um, you can go on there and we will have all of his links and uh, you can go and pick up uh, this, this, his fantastic book. And Dan, I just really wanted to say thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, we had a few technical dif difficulties that nobody else out there saw, but thank you very much for being patient with us as we got those all figured out. And uh, it was such a pleasure. Yes, well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay, well, take care. And you're in Tumwater. I'm in Washington. So, you know, we're both having a glorious day here. So go enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.